Even if I could, I can't help it. If I wanted to, I wouldn't help it now. Thank you for listening to Tea with Keith. You're listening to Marquise, of course. Um, just blasting Michael all this week because Wednesday is Michael's birthday. He would have turned 60 years old this year. And it's so crazy, right? Like, oh my God, the King of Pop has been gone for almost 10 years. He would have been 60 this year. Um... I, I have to talk about Michael Jackson. I have to do like a podcast episode on Michael Jackson. I think I might do one for his birthday as a special tribute because, you know, Michael's discography means so much to me. Like, you know, my when I was growing up, my grandpa, he loved The Temptations. He loved Michael Jackson and he loved Elvis too, whatever, for whatever reason. But yeah, I used to remember the days of him blasting the Invincible album, like, we would go camping with my uncle nate it would be like so litty <laughs> but um yeah i'm we're gonna do a special episode for michael jackson on wednesday to celebrate his life and his legacy because michael is and will forever be the best entertainer to ever live like michael jackson will always be this generation's michael jackson jackson excuse me and the next and the next but um no, let's get back to what this podcast episode is all about. I just like to play my little music before I get into the episode that I'm going to record today. Um, let me give me some water. Okay. So, this episode is called Thank You for Coming to My Peace Talk, The Men Are Trash Edition. <laughs> um... And this is a topic that's really interesting to me because we always talk about how men are trash and a lot of people, men and women, both collectively, they don't want to have that discussion. They try to skirt it off with, well, maybe it's the men that you associate with in your life. And, you know, I want to I want to I want to talk about it today. I want to break it down. I want to try to understand what the fuck be going through people's heads when we try to tell y'all that men are terrible people. They're trash. They're misogynistic. They're ignorant. They're, ugh. <laughs> it's just so irritating for me to be a man myself, um, a gay black man at that. It's just always intriguing how straight and gay people, how they view men and how they view like the whole men are trash dialogue. It's just, it's really intriguing, honestly. Um, the reason why I decided to make this the men are trash edition because I was just going to talk about white privilege. I wanted to make that my thank you, thank you for coming to my keys talk. I wanted to talk about white privilege, and um, yeah, I always have a struggle with that episode, uh, that topic, excuse me. I think I might save it for the next episode that I do, like, weekly or whatever. But, um, yeah. The reason why I chose this topic is because one of my friends, she shared this post of a girl who posted, like, screenshots of her, (laughs) like, interacting with this man I think is very sexist and one of them little hotep men... (laughs) You know how they operate. And um, so I'm going to give you like 
try to give you like a synopsis of what she posted. And first of all, she named this man, like his contact in her phone is Experiment 535. And I screamed. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> essentially, they all act like Stitch. <laughs> They're all experiments. But, um, yeah. Um, and it was just basically, she was just like going down, like breaking down like this entire, like his whole demeanor and shit. Because I guess he was like saying like young black men should submit to the I mean not excuse me, young black girls should be submitting to these black men and they don't even know how to fucking lead. And that is the ultimate issue I have with men that want to that expect their partners to submit to them and they bring nothing to the table they don't bring home the bacon what what are you doing you don't even bring home the toilet like get get the fuck and so she was just saying like um you don't teach these black men about nothing else but to have black women submit to them you don't teach them about financial literacy or self-sufficiency um you don't teach them to understand how to be how to conduct themselves and teach them responsibility and hold them hold them excuse me hold themselves accountable for the shit that they're doing and he, and then like he was going on saying like it's not that deep men naturally do stuff like this and she was like why well, you are you know trying to tell women to submit to men what's your credit score did you go to college what why you have a low credit score he, he was just going on saying like, oh, I have a low credit score. I don't need college. Um, I'm not ashamed to say I made a few financial bad decisions. And, you know, um, and, you know, just being being essentially an asshole. She was just saying like, well, my point exactly. <laughs> like, um, I should be submissive to somebody that I'm like in a better financial situation like I'm better off than you and you know you can't lead how are you going to be a leader if you're not if you don't even have your own shit together you know me personally I don't have my own shit together so eh, I, I'm, I'm trying to do better <laughs> but you know and that's part of the reason why I you know I try not to date because I'm working on myself internally so I understand where where most men come from when they be like well I made a few bad decisions in my life and you know I did too so I can't really yeah Ooh, excuse me judge that much but to say that women are or should be submissive to you is an issue to me because it just further indicates that Oh, no matter what financial situation or whatever situation a man is in, he's always going to be the head of the household. And sis should always just bow to his every need and cater to his only need. And the men who say this shit are the ones that are homeless, that live off of women. And most of them live off of white women. And that's why they tend to date them. But, you know, go off. Uh, love is love. 
and um and don't have nothing going for themselves but to just lay on your couch all day take your car take you to work to go fuck other bitches in your car etc 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 those are the type of men that should exclude themselves from the you need to submit to me topic y'all live in 1950s gender roles but y'all can't even hold a role in the household make it make sense sis you don't have nothing going for yourself you don't have a fucking job you don't have shit to bring to the relationship yourself but you want somebody to submit to you because you're a fucking man girl please you better uh have several seeds on that account like girl bye if i am the best winner in this relationship i'm not submitting to no motherfucking body and i even say that in gay relationships like for example it's this gay man that's um on twitter and he um he talks up and he just he he is very misogynistic it 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 hurts like i was like okay like he just like he just talks about like oh putting someone in their place and you know sometimes people like that like for people to be authoritative and they think that shit cute and and it's kind of hot (laughs) but he also started going into talking about oh abusing partners and um you gotta submit to my every need um i'll pay for everything and pay all the bills and you cook for me and you know just just normal 1950s household shit that men expect you to do and the girls the gays they ate that up on twitter they thought that shit was cute and so they saw how tall he was <laughs> and i think he was like five four he was like really short and i was like yeah shirt men they uh, like i'm six four so imagine me dating this five four man and he just tell, talking like this to me i'm like first of all my mother raised my brothers and i to be financially independent to not depend on nobody else and i can't fucking relate <laughs> Like, ever since I was 16, I've had a job. Like, whether it was a part-time job, a few weeks kind of a job, a, you know, a, a temporary job, permanent, full-time, part-time, whatever. I've always made sure I was, I had my own. So, I can't relate because y'all sit up here and want to get into relationships like this. But then you and you fail to realize, like, oh, he may cheat on you. He may have another side piece and the whole entire family and or whatever. And when you leave his ass, where you going to go? You, you don't have a backup plan. And that's why I be trying to tell people, don't be a pick me. Stop being pick me to these old crusty ass niggas because they don't give a fuck. They going to do them. And because they think they're the breadwinner, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. And in the past, our grandmothers and grandfathers had to deal with that shit. Because where was they going to go? The dad, the man, was always the breadwinner of the household. Rights for women, especially black women, weren't that prevalent or great until after the 1970s. So, where are you going to go whenever he decides to up and leave you high and dry? And for somebody else, you know, since he's like y'all living in these old school gender roles, 
what you gonna do, sis? You're not gonna have a backup plan. You're not gonna have any money put to the side for you. You're not gonna work, have a job and work for yourself and be financially independent to the point where if you, this man does leave you high and dry that you have your own shit and you don't have to depend on nobody fucking else. And that's, and that's, and you know, that's just how I was raised. My mom raised us like that. She didn't raise us to be pick me's or be mooching ass niggas. And that's just period. I'm never going to be no fucking moocher. That's just something I can't do. I'm not going to have, like, we can financially, and on a financial aspect, if we are going to be a couple or if we're going to get married and live together, etc. I, I want it to be 50-50. I don't want nobody holding over my head what they've done for me, everything they've done for me, because I've seen it throughout my life. I've seen how men treat women that they are married to or living with or in love with, whatever. And they treat them terribly because of what they they bring more either bring more to the table or they don't or they just solely do it themselves if that person is unable to, una, excuse me, unable to, and that's just not no, that's not it because you you just have to understand like you can't be a pygmy forever, son. You gotta pick and choose your battles wisely. But moving on back to the post I was talking about. And the guy, he was just going on and on about, oh, she said, uh, oh, you think you're better than me because you made good money or you have um, a better credit score than me or et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he and like you could tell he was just so hurt by her statements like okay I'm a financially independent woman I don't need to submit to anyone of your stature for that matter and what are you going to bring to the table or whatever and he just put the eggplant emoji because we already know that that symbolizes a dick and that's all you can bring to the, the, the table is dick I mean, that's all some men are good for, but, you know, nevertheless. If you're a family listening to this, sorry. But <laughs> that's true. Like, and half of, the, half of these men can't even do that. Like, how you going to, y'all talk, talk about and brag about y'all dick and sex game all fucking day long on social media? And it'd be lackluster as fuck. And I'd be like, sis. Just hang it up. <laughs> hang it up and don't bring it out again. Because, like, I noticed that about, you know, in my dating experience, I dated men who, like, would sit on social media and talk about, or not even on social media, but to me, and just talk about sex all the time and how bad they want it. And, you know, and then when you get it, it's just so terrible. It's, it's just as trash as their personalities and their demeanor. I'd be like, uh, get off me and... Um, let's never do this again. <laughs> and but the ones that don't talk about it and that move in a way that's kind of hot and you know, <laughs> they they deliver. Let's just say that. Like, but these men that act submissive, that want you to be submissive and just speak so ignorantly, those are the terrible ones in bed. But what's the man? But going on back to the uh, post, he was just saying like, you 
cute and all, but you shouldn't be claiming titles like that. Feminists and gays are the reason why the black community is divided now. This is what set me off. And this is the turning point to why my entire podcast is about this discussion. You want to know why we say men are trash? We're not saying it because it's, it's, the, it's not the men we're dating. In most cases, most women do date trash men. I don't judge. I've dated trash men before. But do I sit and I speak about it all of the fucking time? No. That's not, I don't want to do that. I don't want to bash men if I don't have to. And when you say that feminists and gays are the reason why the black community is divided now. All I can say is wow, because it's quite the opposite. Actually, they are the reason why we have a Black Lives Matter movement. You know who are on the front lines creating the organization and being involved in the movement? Feminists and gay men and women. Black, excuse me, black queer people are the reason why we have a Black Lives Matter movement. The organization is very different from the movement. The movement is so important and it has sparked so much interest in people bettering and trying to gain knowledge of and try to understand that their lives do matter. You know, and we get a lot of flack from non-black people like, oh, well, what about all lives and et cetera, et cetera. There wouldn't be a Black Lives Matter movement if all lives matter. Y'all don't think black lives matter because otherwise you wouldn't be saying no dumbass shit like that. But nevertheless, back to the point. Um, we always blame the, the gay quote-unquote agenda on why the black community is broken. and No, this, this shit has been broken since slavery. And slavery... Are, and not even slavery after slavery like the reconstruction era and the Jim Crow era we gotta think about that like the, the white man they tore our black man down in so many dehumanizing ways that after they had to go out there in the world and deal with them black I mean excuse me them white motherfuckers them racist motherfuckers they came home and they took that out on their families they took that out on them wives they beat their wives and took all of that anger and put it on their children and it was just like a repeating cycle to the point where most fathers didn't even come back to their families or you know they left left their families for a cigarette run never came back had a whole entire different families the world that we lived in for generations and generations and centuries they fucked us up badly so we can't sit up and say, always say like, oh, feminists and gays are the reason why the black community is divided. The only people that are making a division is black men, straight black men, heterosexual black men. A lot of you, you don't see your mis- misogynistic ways and how toxic a lot of you are. And y'all get mad when we say um, straight black men are the white people of black people. You kind of are. It's not a fucking lie. Because here's why. 
because you know how white people feel like they are entitled to entitled to every fucking thing and you know they benefit from their white privilege and stuff although we our black men are dehumanized and murdered like dogs in the streets and shit like that you there is some type of male privilege you still have because patriarchy is a bitch whether if you're black white blue brown purple you still benefit from patriarchy women are always held back and don't even get me started on black gay men and women they are the bottom of the barrel we're like peons to y'all and Y'all just don't see that. Y'all think because, oh, we're more socially acceptable as gay people that we're getting the most for just wanting basic human rights. And I know the, uh, excuse me, the gay community and the black community are two different kind of communities and the movements are totally different. But when you're both from both communities, imagine that. That's like a double whammy. Like you like at first when people see you, they're gonna see you're black. They're gonna see your color. And that frightens people. But then when you have to deal with being gay from both aspects, black gay people, we deal with a lot. We have to deal with both both world worlds. We have to deal with white people for being racist and and we have to deal with the black community for being discriminating and homophobic and a lot of people when they hear the word homophobia because it means the fear of something they think oh we're not scared of gay people we just don't accept their lifestyle we just don't agree with same sex stuff and bitch it's basically how white people view us Y'all don't think about that. Y'all think like, oh, because I don't accept your lifestyle. What if a white person said that to you? You'd be ready to call Al Shepton and have a rally, sis. <laughs> like, come on. Like, y'all, y'all are not, they're not thinking. Like, you, you want equality and justice for our men, but you guys say dumb shit like feminists and gays are the reason why the black community is divided. The only division is fucking you. Look how you treat our women. Look how you treat us. Look you keep the same energy like you like if you want to sit up here and call white people out on their shit call yourselves out on your shit too because you're just as ignorant as they are and that's just that's just that and um i i don't understand like y'all don't Y'all sit and y'all get on social media and y'all bitch and moan about the gay agenda being shoved down y'all throats and all of this this and that. Gay people are pedophiles. Y'all keep trying to push that fake ass narrative. But y'all sit up and let R. Kelly be great. Pill Cosby. The creepy pop with the pudding pops and pissy Kelly. Y'all let these motherfuckers get great because white people get off doing far worse shit than that. And I just want to say that's trash. Because you can hold Pissy Kelly and the Creepy Pop with the Pudding Pops accountable for the shit that they're doing and still demand that the white men in the power in the industry they get they get they come in they 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 are reckoning too. And that's what I be trying to tell people like on social media when 
R. Kelly and Bill Cosby is the stuff. A lot of y'all, y'all sit and say, oh, well, y'all don't never do this to these white people. I'm like, well, while on one hand, I like to see, I like to speak on both sides of the spectrum because of a Gemini, that's what Geminis do. On one hand, you are kind of right. They do pick and choose who they decide to cancel and who they want to hold accountable for their actions, especially over the years because R. Kelly should have been got the fuck out of here with the situation with Aaliyah. That girl was 14 when they got married. Y'all and y'all still let this man have a mask on his eyes. Call him the fucking Pied Piper of R&B. Piss on underage girls and still stepped in the name of piss. And y'all live and y'all are allowing y'all telling the world to let Bill Cosby go because he's older and he was y'all TV dad for many years. And yes, we do have to thank Bill Cosby for giving us a positive retrospect of historical black colleges and universities and um, what it's like to be in a black family. But the Cosby show wasn't all that great, girl. It was a it was a good show. I used to love it when I was a kid, but as I got older, I'm like, okay, if y'all wanted a positive father figure, just watch Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil was a gay black man. I mean, the I mean his um the person that portrayed him, James Avery, he was a black gay man. That was more I liked Fresh Prince more, and I I, I me personally, that's my my personal opinion. Like the Cosby Show were great because they had like African American. African Americans working in like pro, pro like important um, having important careers and showing like kids going to college and stuff and you know that's great and it's amazing but I you can let him go and I learned to let him go too and I let R Kelly go a long time ago like you know R don't get me wrong R Kelly is one of the most genius he's a genius like he like his production catalog and his own catalog is just phenomenal and it, it was hard to let r kelly go because you know how, how much i love music i love african-american music and i love a good producer and r kelly is, is he's it he's always been like one of the most important musicians in the late 20 20th century but he done he's done too much for me to just go up for him. I'm not standing up for nobody because they're black. That's like me sitting up here going up for somebody that didn't see it for me. And that's why when these these like people who die at the hands of the police or a non-black person when stories report that they were homophobic or you know treated people horribly during their lives I don't go off for them. And it's really hard for me to advocate for you if you did not see it for me, especially during your lifetime. And that's why the saying always goes, if you're going to live a shitty life and be a shitty person during your lifetime, you can't expect people to go off for you after it, after your time has passed and, and your time has come. So be a good person while you're alive. And that's just all I have to say. Um, and that's very fucking true. Like, like, for example, if I was to die at the hands of the police, I want everyone to remember 
how much of a good person I was to everyone, how I would give you the clothes off of my backs. And I don't want people to bring up my social media days where I used to troll celebrities or whatever. That's just basically what what happens. Like, you know, if you, you got to live a good life if you want to be remembered and honored like the person you are. Just like the XX, the XX, like, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm not even going to try. But like the Triple X guy, the rapper that just passed away like this summer, like two months ago or whatever. During his lifetime, he was accused of abuse, and he um, nearly beat uh, a gay man in jail to a bloody pulp. And everybody was like, oh my God, like, because, like, you know, the LGBT community was um, celebrating it, celebrating his death. And I'm like, while I don't celebrate people's deaths, because um, I lost, like, a lot of people important people in my life so this man may have been important to a lot of people you know to each his own but i would never celebrate anyone's death but you also it's also important to live a good life you have to be a good person in your life if you want to be honored in death and i'm just not about to sit up here and grow for somebody just because they got killed and they're black rest in peace but Rest in peace. <laughs> That's all I have to say. And, um, so when these black men they sit and they talk about how they just sit on social media and just talk so ignorantly and talk about just dumbass shit, but they are not doing nothing for the community. If you want to talk about the community being divided, you have to look at yourself. What are you doing to enrich your community? What are, what are you doing in your local community? Because on social media, all you're doing is just looking like a whiny-ass bitch crying because you're dying at the hands of the police and you think feminists and black gay men and women are just living it up in a world of privilege. We don't have any fucking privilege. We're still black. We're seeing this black before we're seeing this gay or lesbian or trans or whatever the case may be. They see our color first. They don't see that the person we are on the inside until they get to know us and experience us in a normal setting. They don't get to see, for example, like a lot of people, when they see me, they just see me as a, a tall black guy. And they don't see that I'm gay. They don't always see that. If you do, it's because I'm in the company of my close family and friends and, you know, I'm allowed to be my best self with them. Or if I'm able to have discussions with them about my sexuality and I feel comfortable talking to them about it. Then you may see both the black and the gay part of me. But, you know, I just, I'm just so tired. I'm tired of black men just not holding themselves accountable and not owning up to their shit because you fucked up the family dynamic as well. Black women, all they've done is nurture y'all. They give birth to y'all. They nurture you. They love you, care on you, and you guys mostly, for the most part, treat them like shit. So when we say men are trash, we're not talking about always talking about the men that we personally date. It's more so 
the men that are raping our women, beating our women, murdering them, murdering our black, gay, LGBT, etc., etc., communities. We're talking about people who are so lost in their patriarchal bullshit that they don't understand or acknowledge the fact that they do have some type of privilege for just for being a man. I have a privilege for being a man. A man, if you want to talk about patriarchy, men are, like historically, have always gotten paid more than women in the workplace. And that's just facts. And I understand that as well. I have a privilege for being a black man because of patriarchy. When you align patriarchy with, with regardless of race, that's a privilege because men, women always get the second best. They don't never get the first, and not well in most cases. So when our women are saying we're trash, we, well. Me personally, I grew up around amazing men. I grew up, my great-grandparents, they were that stable of black love that I witnessed growing up. So, and then I also, I had my father, I had stepfather, I had my uncles, older male cousins. There are positive father figures and they treat women with nothing but respect, for the most part. <laughs> um, and I had my grandpa's, you know, so you know, I had that staple of black love and I had that staple of good father figures and role models in my life. So I turned out the way I was because of them. So don't get me wrong, they're not all perfect, but I grew up around great men, so I can recognize good men and I can recognize trash men. It's not always the men I've dated. I've dated some pieces of shit, trust me, in my day. <laughs> but I can always respect and honor a man if he's living in a way where he's treating women or if he dates men with respect. You can't sit up and demand people to be submissive and be a leader if you're not a fucking leader. We learned that in elementary school. If you're not a leader, you're just not one. And that's just period. But y'all want to sit here and claim that we don't want the black man to succeed or nothing. You guys don't want yourselves to succeed because you wouldn't be saying shit like this. That negative shit y'all be doing, that shit got to go. Like, and I think the underlying thing is when y'all talk about being people, men, women, uh, black skinned and black women being submissive, they can be and they will be to a man that leads. Y'all are not leading. If you guys would stop crying and blaming the white man for all of your issues in the world and step up and be the man that you uh, allegedly want to be for you to have a following, <laughs> be that. Own up to your shit. Own up to the part. Own up to your part where you treat women like shit. And y'all just y'all y'all really upset me. And it's it's really disgusting. 
And I just want people to understand and do better. That's just all I ask. Understand and do better. <laughs> and that's just that. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so I'm just going to end it there. Um, yeah, I'm going to probably go over like my favorite Michael Jackson tunes eventually. And um, yeah, this week I'm going to expect another episode with the about Michael Jackson and a special tribute to him. I'm going to listen to some of the songs and, you know, get it on and popping. And, um, yeah, and I'm going to have my next episode be recorded this weekend. And, yeah, we're just going to keep the, the episodes coming. So, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day, week, weekend, et cetera, et cetera. Live your life. <laughs> Um, and thank you once again. All right. Take care and love, peace, and chicken grease.